Warning, this podcast contains bad words and stories about drugs and sex and overthrowing the government. Proceed with caution. Thank you. And now on to our show. Wake up, brother, we got nothing to do. Let's go outside, just me and you, and build a fort. We'll pack a lunch, won't be home till after dark. Then after dinner, we can sneak back out. You know that high school girl I've been telling you about. Well, she gets undressed about a quarter to nine, and we can watch her do it from the big old pie next door. She got a room on the second floor. Well, looks like another fucked up day in paradise. Okay, well, Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, kids. Hi. Well, you know we're going to do something a little different today. I'm even going to take a drink on camera. Here I go. This will really set a precedent. All right. I'm going to get my guitar so we can have a nice little, little time together here. I don't have any idea what I'm going to play. You know, it's interesting. Since I've been, uh, since I've been doing so many different things, my ability to remember lyrics has has diminished somewhat. I've played songs the night, you know, playing songs I play a million times, and I couldn't remember what the lyrics were. I know it's sort of a slow start here. But we're gonna we're doing something a little different today, folks. Wait a minute, let's go again. Yep. Well, it's nice to be together with you today. I like it. And you know it's 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 funny, that's why Mr. Rogers had that song. I probably should have a song like that. It's kind of a, it's kind of what the song at the beginning of this podcast is. There's a sort of a, you know, it's sort of a, kind of a, sets the tone, a little trickster-ish tone, a little dicey tone, but you know what? It's just nice to be together. I guess that's what that song is about. It's about, you know, two boys gonna go out and they're gonna play. They're gonna spend the whole day together. That's what it's about. Yeah. All right. Well, here we are in the studio, same studio as we've always been in for many, many episodes, but we're doing something a little different today. I'm just going to tell you what's going on. I'm, I haven't written anything down. Well, I've written a little outline to remind myself what I want to talk about, but I'm not going to read it. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not going to be like it was. It's going to be different today. And so there's a couple reasons for this. I guess I'll explain them. Um, I don't care about gaffes and pauses. 
this time. And, and this is an experiment. We'll see how it goes. Um, my, my plan is to improve my improvisational ramble to virtuosify it over the next several episodes to get more comfortable with just being here on camera and on the microphone and just talking. Um, and so why? Why am I trying this new approach to the podcast? Well, it's theoretically, it's going to save time. Um, I spend a lot of time writing the episode and then I spend time recording it, which is not usually that long, but then there's some time involved in editing the recording. And right now there's so much going on that I really need to figure out a way to make these podcasts easier and more fun. I had this long conversation with Jill on the phone and, and she and I just hashed out, well, what is it? What would make these more fun? And I think this might make these more fun. I love writing them. I love writing them and recording them and, uh, and even editing them is, is kind of fun. Um, but again, I, I think there's a way to have even more fun, be more relaxed with who I am. That might be another part of it. Uh, and, and the, you know, if I commit to not editing this at all, I mean, I'm not going to edit this one at all. I don't care what happens, how long I pause, whatever. It's a little scary, which is good because that means I'm out of my edge again. And, uh, and that's, that's important. Um, so I just want to get up here with some idea of what I want to say and have a good time, enjoy myself. It's a worthy aspiration. And maybe I'm ready. Maybe I'm ready because the other day I was wrapping up my seven day water fast. Yes, I just did another water fast, three days then five days then three days. And my most recent one was seven days. And I thought I was just going to do five days, but I'm like, ah, what the hell? I, on day six, I'm feeling pretty good. And uh, I'm like, oh, let's just do two more days. Because I read in the frickin' Jason Fung book, Dr. Jason Fung, that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, three, five days, it really just gets you started. You're just getting, you're just starting to get the benefits. You really, you know, seven to 14 days is the minimum. I'm like, seven to 14 days? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was cool because I was doing five days. Shit. Well, anyway, so, um, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll do seven days. You know, that's, 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 yeah, whatever. Uh, so um, uh, how'd I get off on this? So anyway, my seven-day water fast. So I'm coming off this seven-day water fast, and I'm making myself fresh-squeezed organic orange juice and organic lemon juice and a little bit of lime in there. And it's, oh, I'm making this juice and I'm just having a ball. I'm, I'm just yakking away at the cat and the house and the cosmos. And I suddenly realized, I'm like, wow, I wish I was recording this. This would be great for the podcast. And then I had another realization, which is, well, I, I am podcasting. This is my live podcast. I am live podcasting right now to the cosmos. Um, uh, I'm just sipping my little, my little outline here. Um, you know, when I do my little shtick all by myself and there's no cameras on, there's tons of, there, there's, there's this whole, the whole, the whole presence of divinity is paying attention. All the dead people, they're all, they're all, they're all there. They're all with me, you know, and my live podcast is, is getting even more, more popular with dead people. I've been looking at the stats. It's incredible. Dead people are so into what I've been doing live. And so I thought to myself, well, 
you know, maybe I should just bring this thing that's getting so popular with dead people to alive people. Most of you, I'm assuming, are, are alive, right? So here we are. We're going to do the live podcast that I normally do at home. And I, again, it's going to take me a little time to ramp up to this, to the level that I am able to put out in my my other live podcast and this live podcast. But eventually they'll they'll do this. They'll do this. And they'll be the same podcast. Yes. Um, so uh, the other morning, that morning, actually, that morning that I was making that fresh squeeze orange juice. I had a, I just had woken up from a dream about me and Chris Walken, Christopher Walken in a, like a high rise swimming pool someplace. There's some other famous woman there. The three of us have been working on a film project together um, and uh, acting together in this movie or whatever. And it was, it was really fun. And then we're taking this break and, and Chris and I were having this conversation. And then, you know, he's like in a suit and tie and, and he's like to make this, I don't remember what the point he was trying to make, but he was like to make the point of this, of this thing, this, to make his point, he just jumped into the swimming pool with his suit on. And I was like, oh fuck, I'll jump in too. So we're like in the swimming pool and hanging out there and laughing, just having a good time and talking. And, uh, uh, I, I eventually asked Chris, sort of like right at the end of the dream, like what if he could do if he couldn't fail? And like he said, I'm already, I'm already doing it. And, and I was like, well, what about dance? You know, like was that, was that still, imp-? I was asking him, you know, because he used to dance, right? Or he still dances. Like you ever see that video of him dancing? It's amazing. He started out as a dancer, I guess. You know, is that, is dancing still important to him? What, you know, where does he want to go with that? Um, and we're just having fun talking and, and, um, I just the feeling of this dream was really great. Uh, it was expansive, encouraging. Um, it was. It made me feel just really easy. Uh, you know, to be peers with Christopher Walken. It's not like, oh, you know, here's this famous guy and I get to be with him. It's just like we're just pals, like my other pals, like Joe and Melanie and Emily and Jill and yeah, it was great, really fun. Um, you know, two of my favorite Chris Walken movies, I loved him. I loved him as the spooky brother in Annie Hall where, where uh, Woody Allen goes to visit Annie Hall's family and Chris, Christopher Walken's her brother. And, and uh, Woody Allen's walking down the hallway, just, you know, wandering through the house and sees, you know, walks by his bedroom and he's sitting in there and he's like, hey, what's going on? And Christopher Walken's character is like, sometimes I just feel like I need to die and drive into like, you ever see those onrushing, oncoming headlights? You ever feel like just turning into them and killing yourself and ending it all? <laughs> Something like that. And, and Woody Allen's like, oh, well, yeah, okay, well, see you later. But he just like leaves. And then later on, Chris Walken is driving Annie Hall and, and uh, sorry, what's her name? I'm forgetting. Uh, 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 sorry, it'll come to me. And Woody Allen's character um, to the airport. And, and it's like a dark night and then the rain's coming down. And there's, of course, headlights coming at them and Woody Allen's just like, what? But this was so great, such a funny little setup. And Chris, Christopher Walken did such a great job with that. And of course, the other big movie that just blows me away is Dead Zone, which I just rewatched, which is probably the best superhero movie ever made. So you got, you got your, your superpowers, you got your tragic love story, you got your broken hero and an epic quest to save the world. It's so nicely done. Um, and I've never, read, I've never read the Dead Zone book that Stephen King wrote. I, I really like The Shining, but for some reason I got turned off by reading like Cujo or Christine. It just didn't really appeal to me. Um, 
But I'm kind of surprised I never read The Dead Zone. I, I think I would have su sucked that up. I'm, I guess it just never, you know, none of my friends ever had it. I would have borrowed it from them. All right, so to the movie. Ta-da, to the movie. Let's play a little chord here. The movie, that's the little off key. The movie, 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 movie. Well, well, she don't, well, well. no, that's all wrong. Well, she don't like her eggs all runny. She thinks crossing her legs is funny. She looks down her nose at money. Yeah, it's all like Easter Bunny. Okay, so the movie, movie. Um, I had a meeting, another meeting with Melanie about props and stuff, and um, we got into this long talk and and uh, started talking about the things that she had inspired me to write about on the previous meeting. And I drew this big sketch on the wall of the mechanics of the world, of the Daughter of God world. Um, and, and all this, suddenly we're doing all this world building right now. <laughs> and I... You know, the movie, the movie is, this movie is so fascinatingly backwards to me. I don't really know how movies are made. Honestly, I'm, I'm just starting to make them, okay? And this is the biggest movie I've ever tried to make, the most complicated project I've ever taken on. So it's happening in a way that is unexpected. So, you know, I'm doing the foundation of this movie at the end. And other people might be freaked out by this, but I'm just trusting the cosmos because, you know, my process is being incrementally unveiled to me. And I'm fascinated by that unfolding. I'm like, whoa, is this how it's gonna go? Cool, it's crazy. So, um, and all, the other thing that blows me away is that all of this stuff that's happening, this huge explosion of new material and, and pieces fitting together, old things that suddenly now fit perfectly with other stuff, all that was inspired by my 10-page script that I wrote in Palm Springs in 2005. That was like the little seed, the corn kernel that was planted in the ground. And now there's this, this huge, crazy mutant oak freaking uh, marijuana plant. I don't know what that is. It just grew out of this seed unexpectedly. Wow. So if you could see this mechanics, if you look at this mechanics that I've got here somewhere here on the screen, um, does it even make sense to you? The point of this was I was trying to explain to Melanie how the clique <laughs> fit in. Well, who are the clique? What, what is the clique? Who are the clique? Hang on, let me do my, my patented theremin thing. Um, pretty good, right? Uh, this borrows heavily heavily from Abraham Hicks. Uh, they, um, whatever. If you're an Abraham Hicks person, this is not going to look unfamiliar. Uh, and, and what's crazy is I, I've been, I find like there's another thing that, that like a crucial thing that just showed up for me from Abraham Hicks. And that is, um, okay, so uh, when, when Esther and her husband Jerry first started encountering Abraham when, when Esther first started channeling Abraham uh, and the full implications of this kind of hit Jerry. He's like, wait a minute. She's like, she's going to be bringing this, she's going to be bringing Abraham to the world like a prophet. She's going to be doing this incredible um, service to humanity. <laughs> 
And, and this doesn't always work out for people like that. You know, that, that often, it often doesn't, and I like Esther. She's, I want to keep her around. And, and Abraham told Jerry, well, look, those other prophets, I mean, again, I'm not, I, these are my words, prophets. I'm not sure this is the, the words that they use, but I'm just kind of relating the story third hand, fourth hand. Um, those other prophets just were really into drama. <laughs> which I thought was great. It's like, oh, of course, of course. They were just a little bit more into drama. And so therefore they had a pretty intense time of it being a prophet. Gandhi and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yeah. So you don't have to, you can still, you can be a prophet. You can, you can bring an amazing uh, uh, awareness onto the planet and you don't have to get killed for it, okay? You don't have to get put up on the cross. It's not necessary. You just, you know, that only happens if you're kind of into doing the drama thing too, of really putting it out there and being a big old symbol. Fucking poor Jesus, you know, he's, he's now not even, a, he's not even a stick figure anymore. He's a cross. They've just brought him down to like the minimum, very minimal, yeah. Um, I digress. Uh, 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 and so anyway, so what that really, that made me realize that there's another piece of the movie there. The daughter of God, you know, she's being, she's coming to the earth. She's, she's coming to the, she's coming to the world. She's, she's, uh, she's a world savior, the daughter of God. And, and how does she not end up dead? How, how does she do it a little differently than her brother did, let's say? Jesus, who's, who's brother to us all, and she's a sister to us all. How does she not get, how does she not get rubbed out? And until she can just do what Esther's doing. She just don't be all about the drama. Just do it and enjoy it and have a blast. <laughs> and, and that's, if she does that, if the daughter of God does that, then the clique can't touch her. They can't even find her. This is way inside track reveal and I know you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's perfectly okay, but see, it makes sense to me. It's like, oh, again, these are like, I'm just giving you a sense of the pieces that are fitting together for me. Um, and, and, and I'm also talking about events that are after, that are after this movie. What? What are you talking about? You're writing, you're, all, you're writing about stuff that happens after the movie? Well, yeah, because this movie not only has an incredible backstory, it also has a front story. You know, a lot of movies have front stories. Like, you know, imagine some characters can, uh, can see the future. If they can see the future, they know what happens after the movie is done. Uh, or, or maybe those characters are really good at orchestrating it. A lot of movies are about people who get together and they're freaking super virtuosic at planning and putting details together and they pull off some caper. They know what the future is going to be. Yeah, there's some question about it but they know their competence allows them to see the future and how things will go. So movies can have both backstories and front stories. And of course we have plenty of examples of that. I mean, Star Wars, freaking George Lucas wrote four, but he had like movies behind it and movies in front of it, movies after it. And, and uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings. It's like, well, that's Tolkien had already written those books. And so, uh, when, what's his name, Peter something or other, I forget his name, dang, sorry, sorry. <laughs> when, he, when he decided to make those movies, he knew what was going to happen. And some of the characters also knew what was going to happen as time went forward. 
Okay. So there's, there it is. That, that, the concept, not only that, that I know how the daughter of God survives, but also that there's front story. So many cool things. All right. Well, now we're going to talk about people. Emily. I mean, not Emily. Melanie. Melanie feels really uneasy when I talk about her on the podcast. So, of course, I'm going to talk about her again because that's amusing to me. Um, I'm really blown away. Well, here's, here's why. Because, you know, I'm, she pointed out to me that I'm doing a process that's something that, you know, it's not anything like her process, which I'm, I'm out here in the middle of, of everybody naked, you know, screaming about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not something she would do. She's much more private. She said she'd go into a cave and she does her thing, and then she brings it out and shows it. And, you know, Melanie's no, uh, you know, she's no, she's not, she's not a, she's not hiding out uh, at all. You know, she's a, she's a musician. She plays music. She does these crazy, um, when she does her, her, a lot of times when she does music, she does these insane performance um, performance art things with puppets and it's crazy. So, you know, she sees herself as a reticent, not reticent, as a, a, you know, more shy than me. Um, But, you know, she has these modes that she gets gets into where she just puts herself out there full on. So, but, but even so, she's not like me that way. She's shy and it kind of bothers her to hear uh, me talking about her name, saying her name, Melanie, Melanie. Ah, ah. (laughs) No editing. So there it is. She's, she's stuck in this episode. Um, and, and, uh, and I love, what I love about saying her name is that I love that there are people coming on board this movie who are willing to be a little bit beyond their comfort zone because I'm so beyond my comfort zone making this. And that's, that is like a superpower. Um, and I, I'm really excited to have other people joining me who are willing to go either a little bit beyond their comfort zone or a little bit more beyond their comfort zone. And, and, you know, like Greg, for instance, our model builder, he, uh, he'll let me record him, but he's like, you cannot put that on the podcast. No, I don't want any recordings or pictures of me on the podcast, <laughs> which is perfect. Fine. No problem. Down. I'm down with that. Um, uh, uh, so, you know, everybody has their own thing. Everybody has their own process. Right. And I, I respect that. And since Greg never listens to the podcast, he can't hear me saying his name, Greg, 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 Greg. Uh, speaking of Greg, hey, hey, how about that nice little transition there over to Greg? Um, he has finished the striker. So that's miniature number four, miniature number four. And that's another step for me towards the most complicated miniature scene I have ever filmed. Now, I have done actually some filming of strange little miniatures in the past, but this is definitely the most complicated one I've ever done. Um, and, and Greg, too, just like Melanie expanding the story, our conversations, you know, with Melanie and I, we've really, really learned a lot. And Greg, too, when we have conversations, the story grows. It's, it's mostly driven by, by esoteric military errata that Greg knows a lot about or that he learns about while he's building these models. Um, but, yeah, he's, he, my conversations with him are definitely expanding the project. Um, and what's he going to build next? What's next for him? Well, I got a pile of things to bring him tonight because I'm going to go pick up the striker and see him, hand him off, hand off some new models to him. So we'll see. What's he going to build next? I don't know yet. Lots of stuff to build. Oh, 
excuse me, I'm burping. Oh, and Albert, we got a new guy, a new modeler. Another member of the amazing modeler uh, from the scale, the Traverse City Scale Modelers Club uh, called me up this morning and said he's willing to build. So I'm handing him off a model tonight. So that's another, we've got another guy working on miniatures. It's kind of amazing how many super cool people are showing up high level creators are showing up at the 11th hour to bring this together. And so, okay, hang on, let me take a drink here. I got a little rant, gonna rant for a second. So take a breath, everybody. Look. It's happening. All these crazy things are coming together. Reality, it's in reality. It's not just in my head anymore. Like I am imagining that this is finished. So many things, so many elements are coming together. It's uh, it's a avalanche, a tsunami of help is showing up to make this movie happen. So this is the point of this podcast. I am I want to document, <laughs> I want to document manifestation as it happens. Just because I'm feeling good, I feel good, and things are showing up. That's how it works. It's not just me. I'm showing you how you can do it too, okay? If you're sitting around going, oh, if only I could do something else. Well, okay, yeah, okay. The first thing you gotta do is say, I would like to do something else. And, and start feeling happy for no reason. Now you can use circumstance to feel happy, perfectly reasonable, fine. The only trouble, the only pitfall of using circumstance to feel happy. Well, let me demonstrate what I mean by f circumstances that you can use to feel happy. I have brought with me this beautiful jar of water. Look at it, it's so nice. It's a nice glass jar full of water, pure Berkey filtered water. Mmm, so soothing and good. I just, oh, I love to drink good water. I love being hydrated. I love being able to, to, to ingest to ingest my environment and move it through my body and then give it back to the environment. I love that process. <laughs> you can just get enthusiastic and appreciative about just about anything, really, really, anything. All right, so that's how you use, that's, that's the example of using circumstance. But the pitfall of using circumstance to feel good is that you might, uh, you might be tempted to use circumstance to feel bad. Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. Oh, my boss doesn't treat me nice. Fuck. So that's the thing. Circumstance is a little bit, it's kind of a, it's a two-edged sword, double-edged sword. So it's, I think, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, feeling good for no reason is, that's the bomb. That's the thing to achieve. It's possible. It takes a little practice. You can do it, I'm learning, you can learn too. Yes, I'm special and amazing and attractive and brilliant, yes. But so are you, we're both human beings, we're, we're all in this together, okay? If you, I can do it, you can too. And I'm just showing you, look, here's how it, here's how it can be done. It's happening, okay? Woo, woohoo! All right, let's move right along here. We've got a lot, still some stuff to talk about and uh, and everything's still recording, okay. Um, so the rest of the people on our roster, Emily's still copy editing. 
Emily is still copy editing the site. There's still plenty to copy edit. And so little by little, the site's getting better and better and better. And that means that like college educated people could go to the site and read it and not have an immediate excuse to like blow me off. Like, cause there's no spelling errors and, and the grammar seems correct. And, and there's proper punctuation. But what he's saying is crazy. It's crazy. But, but look, all of these signals are here. All these flags are here to show me that this is a reasonable person who has actually <laughs> received some formal education. So yeah, I love it. I'm totally, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally loving that idea of, of, yeah. Okay. So moving right along. So that's exciting. And, and, um, Emily has turned me on to a really, a really sweet French translator. I, sweet in the sense that she's sweet. She's got, she's, I think she's got it down. I actually, you know, I, I can sort of read French a little tiny bit. Um, I can't really, uh, let me get, let me, let me just stay with the point here. Huh? 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 So Emily turned me on to a French translator. Uh, her name is Karine. I believe in America, they might call her Karen but I think her name is probably Karine. I haven't actually talked to her on the phone tonight. I'm talking to her tonight at nine o'clock. So to work out a few things, but she's already translated like a bunch of pages on the website and it looks pretty good. I'm passing it off to a few other French speakers that I know to just check it out. But I, I think it looks pretty good. Looks like it makes sense to me. Um, and so that means that we're going to be able to translate a big chunk, probably not all, but a big chunk of the site into French pretty soon for you know why. Yes, those of you who've been paying attention know why we're gonna translate the site into French and have a French version. But that means that we're gonna to have to implement a WordPress multi-site, and that means we need Jordan to help us. Unfortunately, Jordan was knocked down with the flu last week, and that means that the comprehensive archive that he was getting ready to activate is still not ready but that's fine because there's so much other stuff going on. We got plenty of stuff going on. I made this announcement last week that I maybe would have an announcement this week, but no, no announcement. Jordan's been sick. He's getting better. I trust. I have to check in with him actually, see how he's doing. All right, and who else? Well, um, visual effects are Indian roto artists, Eshin and Risha. They've been reactivated, but they hit a roadblock. I sent them some new roto stuff to do and they just, the, 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 for some reason, well, not for some reason. Adobe and Apple have discontinued support for a certain version of QuickTime or whatever stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it's not worth going into the details. It's just geeky shit. But the point is that the movie that I sent them was old and they couldn't put it into Silhouette, their Roto program. So, so they tried something different to make it work. And the thing that they tried was kind of a mistake. And so whatever, it's all good. But it took us a couple months to figure this out, what exactly had gone wrong. But this problem was actually auspicious as well because it made me do some troubleshooting and some tech support and it made me look at codecs, which it turns out codecs are pretty important. Um, and so I had to learn about these things, codecs, and what they are doesn't matter, okay? If you know what they are, you know. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Um, the trick is when you learn something new technical to learn just enough to move forward you know, without getting hooked in, because I'm kind of a geek and, oh, I want to learn all these details. But, you know, a long time ago I learned, no, you know what? That's a waste of time because information goes obsolete really quickly. So just learn what you need and move forward. Um, so 
I don't want to know more than I need to. So I, I, but the point is that I needed to learn some stuff and I learned enough to, I think, revamp my workflow and even make it better and, and actually establish chunks of it that weren't even there. So that's, that's great. It's great that, that this weird little problem came up in the Roto scenario because now I know more about what I kind of needed to know. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Do you sort of see how this works? It's weird. It's wonderful. Weird and wonderful. So in conclusion, oh, and well, well, let me just say this. You know, knowing just what I need to, it's like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm really glad, it, you know, weird and wonderful, right? Okay, let me just finish that thought off. It's weird and wonderful in that I, I can see now, it's so clear, and I, maybe I'm demonstrating this in this podcast, I don't know, but it's so clear that the cosmos is lighting up the path of least resistance right in front of me. And it's like, okay, just do this and now do that and focus on this now and do this. And okay, I got it. And that's again, how does that work? Does it work by making a huge, very detailed plan and carrying out your plan step by step? No. It's just about being happy as often as possible. <laughs> right? I know, I know it sounds, it sounds, it sounds kooky. I know it does, but I'm just trying to show you, look, it's, it's it, all right. All I'm trying to show you here is what these podcasts, maybe from now, I'm just going to show you, look, it works. It works. It, see, it's still working, still working, still working, still working. Okay. All right. So in conclusion, I actually wrote this part. So let's just see if we can read this, see what happens. So let's, I've talked about all these other people in the project. What about me? What's my experience? I am definitely now having being and doing more than I ever have been and done before. We are documenting, sharing what having a mad breakthrough feels like. You know, adventure, adventure wouldn't be adventure without an edge nearby, a cliff edge. You know, this edge is easy to describe maybe, you know, what was and what now is. The present and the future. Uh, did you get that? That's a little subtle thing there. What, what was, what, what, let's see here. What was over here, what was, there we go. What was and what now is. The present <laughs> and the future. Okay, it's a little subtle. It's not the past and the future. It's the present, or the past and the present. It's the present and the future. I feel the future flooding my experience. Me and Chris walking in a high-rise swimming pool. That's a hint. It's not about being in the Hollywood scene, but about being peers with other artists who are allowing their lives to flow. Maybe Chris is one of those. I'm sure David Cronenberg had a lot to do with Chris's performance in Dead Zone, plus the editorial was key. But still, that was a pretty cool performance in Dead Zone. The past is me now. Let me just talk about this past and future thing. The past is me right now. This is me talking, which might be for some of you, the very distant past, like maybe even 10 years ago if this podcast is still out there. But even my, my moment right now, this, this present, this studio that, that I'm in, this is the past. This is something that was created a long time ago and is showing up now, right? 
We are so conditioned by circumstance that present moments seem like concrete, hard and implacable. The now is really the future where everything is possible. My now right now, where I am right now, I'm feeling what I'm creating. I'm feeling what's coming. I'm feeling the arrival. I'm not necessarily focusing a lot on the circumstance of this moment, which was is past. It's the past. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm making any sense, but whatever, let's just wrap this up. The movie has more elements and people in play. I am definitely stronger after my fast. My body feels enhanced. There's a building momentum and excitement, what used to feel like intensity bordering on panic, but now, in the now, in the now, I got this. Episode 1, Wide Open, Daughter of God cast, season four choice, best name for a podcast season ever, ever. I can see that now. And we're done. And that's it. This is where I'd edit right here. I'd cut the, I'd cut it right here and this would be it right here. Make the cut, cut. Mwah. Let's go put this on the air.